Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. It's a Thursday. We have our labor expert every Thursday, Mike Bagram, who is today COVID-free, and he promises to keep us updated with that status every single time he comes onto the show. He's a, our resident labor expert here. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hi, thank you, and thanks for having me once again. I'm very excited. Are you well, Mike? Yeah, everything's good. I'm COVID-free, thank God. <laughs> and you guys are well. We are We are all very well. Thank you very much, uh, Mike. Okay, Mike, let's start with the, uh, you know, the first um, need to know, FYI. Talk to us about the Government Gazette Labour, uh, on, on Labour, that is, it's not advertised, is it yet? No, you know, I've had all sorts of difficulties. It's a very, very important Government Gazette. Uh, for anyone who is employing people and for trade unions, please take note. It's Government Gazette number 43751. 43751. Mm-hmm. It's effective from the 1st of October 2020. What they've done, and the Minister of Employment and Labor has done, is he's taken all the various gazettes of the consolidated directions that you've had from since the last six months, we're each getting new directions all the time. Mm. These directions are applicable to the workplace. And what the minister has done and his staff, and I think it's a good idea that they've done this, they've consolidated everything together into one Mm. document. And they've made it easier to read, easier to understand, and easier to implement. So it's a very, very important document. It tells you your rights and duties at the workplace. It tells you who you have to report to tells you what you must do. Um, It's a very important document. And if anyone emails me after the show, I can send them an email of the actual, because I've now managed to download it. I heard that it had come into force, but I just couldn't get it anyway. And every time I tried to get it out of the Department of Labor website, it Mm -hmm. was frozen. Mm -hmm. Now it's open, and everyone's obliged to follow this government gazette, every single uh, trade union and employer. Tell That's me, Mike, is there, is there one, you know, I mean, I know you can't go through everything, but are there things that stand out that you could you want to highlight in this gazette? Yes, there, there are some very important things. First of all, they are saying that employees are the same as workers, so you don't even have to be an employee of that particular workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, employers, employers must understand that if a worker is there on their work premises, mm. and that worker doesn't have a mask on, mm-hmm. the employer can be prosecuted. Aha. So this this means, for important. argument's sake, even if you have literally somebody coming in to, I don't know, help pick dr- bricks because you are, you know, you are building or something like that, and that person is only there for the day, you are liable, you're responsible for that person. That's it. But even someone coming in delivering. So I have my law office at Bagram's Attorneys, yeah. and I have people delivering books or yes. stationery or whatever. I'm not allowed to let them in unless I believe that they, first of all, don't have the symptoms. Hmm. I must make sure that they sanitize their hands hmm. and that they're wearing a cloth mask. Hmm. And if I don't make sure about that, and an inspector is here or sees them walk in, mm-hmm. I am liable. I can pay a fine, and the fine can be anything up to 20,000 rand, and it could be a criminal offense as well. So employers have to make sure they have a duty to make sure that their staff are safe. 
It's Mike, not only the staff who have the duty. Mike, in terms of, so if, you know, now more and more people are going back into buildings, go back into their facilities, and, and that restriction around masks and use and wearing of masks, what, what are they stipulating there? Well, the masks are very, and there's a whole section on it, mm. section eight, it's called cloth masks. Mm-hmm. And of course, they first describe that there is a benefit of everyone wearing a cloth mask to reduce the amount of virus containing droplets, etc. But they're saying, and I'll read it to you, mm-hmm. that every employer must provide each of its employees free of charge with a minimum of two cloth masks, huh? which comply with the recommended guidelines fabric face masks for the employee to wear while at work and while commuting to and from work. Okay. And they can require every other worker to wear masks in the workplace. And when I say every other worker, it's not only their own employees, but everyone else. And they must must require them to do that. There's a whole lot of other uh, conditions under Section 8, and that's why I'm recommending that people actually get this document. So even if you employ one person... Mm. You are responsible. So let's say that you are a housewife yes. and you have a domestic worker. Yeah. You are responsible for your domestic worker to be safe. And the way you've got to be safe is that you, as the housewife or the the, the man, sorry, I don't want to be discriminatory, has to wear a mask as well huh. while you're domestic. So you've got to to breathe on your domestic worker and then you expose your domestic worker to the virus. So the and it notion, your responsibility. The notion that when someone enters your home, you know, because that's what is happening a lot of the times. So the domestic worker is wearing the mask, and you just kind of roam around without wearing a mask. That's not okay. You too need Absolutely to be wearing a mask. Not. <laughs> Absolutely not, because in fact your home is a workplace. Yes, and you need because to provide the domestic two. Domestic worker is not there to visit you. And you need to provide two masks for that uh, domestic worker. Correct. Correct, because there's always one in the wash. Interesting. So you would, and people are recommended to wash their mask every day. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in this regulation, they're also talking about possibly more, because if you're doing some work that requires quite a lot of energy, so the domestic worker is, for instance, washing windows, um, she's going to be breathing quite heavily, and the mask might need to be washed more often. And you don't want her wearing a dirty mask, so or him wearing a dirty mask, so you would then supply more. I know in an attorney's office, for instance, I merely had to supply two masks because we don't do we don't do any energy fulfilling work. Um, we merely shout at people on the telephone. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> but. But what I'm saying is if someone's actually doing manual work, mm-hmm. one would expect that you give them more than two masks. Okay. So you must make sure that people have the specific, we call it PPE, but you need to be able to, I mean, these regulations also talk about everyone must have access to clean water, to soap, and to properly, um, not cloth to wipe your hands afterwards, but paper towels to wipe your hands afterwards because the clock tower merely passes on the germ from one to the next, which is not acceptable either. Now, I must tell you, I go to many workplaces because I'm going to uh, take instructions as an attorney, Mm. and I find that even in some of the fanciest workplaces in town, they don't have cloth masks. They don't have proper um, stuff for my hands. I mean, Mm. it actually is quite weird.
Hmm. Mike, does it say anything about the type of sanitizer? As a, you know, it's got to be 70%, I think it's 60% alcohol, I'm not sure. But does it stipulate that? I think it's 70%, 70% alcohol. Yes, it does. It it does explain in uh, the hand sanitizer. I'll read it. A hand sanitizer must be one that has at least 70% alcohol content Mm. and is in accordance with the recommendations of the Department of Health. Now, that's very important because the Department of Health have put out a practical manual for the implementation of the National Infection Prevention and Control Strategic Framework. It's a bit complicated, but it must be at least 70%. I know a lot of people were just making up their own hand sanitizer and saying, spray this on. That's not acceptable. Mm, No, we've seen it all. huh? I promise you we've seen it all. Okay, let's start taking those calls on 0891-104-207. We can start also taking your voice notes on 0614-104-107. Mike, we were discussing last week um, the issue of some of the the, applications being resubmitted you've got until august no we had until august it's been extended uh, correct correct it's been extended there's certain cutoff dates so in fact the ones that were sent in for april and may that's already over now and the ones for june and july i think we've till the 15th of this month and then you've got the ones until the end of october It'll probably be to the end of next month. So we do have times. Uh, If, however, you've missed the boat and you are too late, you can still apply to the UIF, the Unemployment Insurance Fund, for a condonation to explain why you're too late. In other words, you've been in hospital or you thought your employer applied, but they didn't do it for you. Um, I've got a case on at the moment where a lady is desperate for payment. The employer just refused to claim. And, and, now and she what finds was the reason that for all the claims have expired? What, what was the reason? Did, was there a, a, what, what seemed to be a valid reason why the employer didn't want to uh, apply? No, I think they were just being completely otherwise, really nasty people. I won't tell you who they are, no, but no, it no, was really fine. nasty that they did that. And I had a fight with them. Um, I don't really know the people, but mm. I've had a fight with them. I've gone back to the acting commissioner, who, as you know, last mm. week, I've praised to the high heavens. The acting commissioner has now got seized with this matter and hopefully she takes a very big ruler and wraps them on the knuckles because it really is unfair for the employer to be nasty and drop the employee like that is just unfair. Does it mean that that person was not earning anyway and the employer still didn't want to apply? That's so and weird. they didn't. They just didn't bother. I think it was just too much effort yeah. or, or something. Got you. I mean, it, it is ridiculous that I've have seen some really weird things. Mm. I mean, you'd fall off your chair if mm. I told you what some employers have done. <laughs> uh, but in this particular case, they just decided actually that's too much PT. Mm. Uh, they're not going to get involved in it, and they're not going to apply. The employees can sit at home and starve. Mm. Lucas, um, and that's literally what's happened. That's that's. I mean, it's quite shocking. Lucas, you're calling us from Pretoria. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well. Thank, thanks. Good. Thanks for calling, Lucas. I'm well. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I just wanted to ask a, a question about the, uh, because I know what you're saying is very important, but uh, some of the, uh, some of us, the listeners, they're going to oppose, oppose what he's saying. He says, I'm, 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 I'm
So I don't know what he. What Sorry, he what are you opposing, or... Lucas? What are you I mean, opposing? No, no, my, myself, I don't have a problem. But I'm, I'm, I'm asking about you, those who you call and uh, said uh, what he's saying is unconstitutional. What are you talking about, uh, though? What is unconstitutional? No, I'm asking because I know some of the people they will say to to, to allow the workers to wear a mask and and sanitize and all that is unconstitutional. So I don't know. I just want to ask that what he's gonna say to them. What is what is okay. the response? To them? Yes. I don't. No, it's not no, unconstitutional. I understand, I understand fully what Lucas is saying. Yes. My, uh, many oh, of the thanks, sorry, thanks, Lucas. I do understand what he's saying. Yeah. Um, go, go ahead. I, I uh, just want ahead. to comment on that because I am getting those comments, and I've had those comments from a small trade union in Cape Town, mm-hmm. where they said you can't force our employees to wear masks, and you don't have to tell us what to do. And also, if we don't want to put alcohol on our hands, we mm. won't put it on our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand some people's objection to the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that fully. The problem is occupational health and safety is an obligation in South Africa. Our government has very clearly stated that they want to make sure that the staff remain as healthy as possible. Those regulations are law. It's not unconstitutional. The Constitution does not stop the government doing that at all. They are trying to protect people. Whether it works or not is not the issue. This is now law. This is what the minister has signed. We have to do it. There's certain things you don't like. I mean, some people don't like driving on the left-hand side of the road. But that's not their, that's not their prerogative to say, I'm going to drive on the right-hand side. That's not their prerogative. The government has chosen that you drive on the left-hand side. The government has chosen that you will sanitize your hands if you go into the workplace. That's Mike, it, if you go into a shop, Mike, if you if if genuinely you do have a problematic individual who really, really doesn't want to comply, does not want to wear their mask, and they have every reason in the book why it's not working for them. And look, I've heard it all. Hey, people call onto the show and tell us how the carbon dioxide you're inhaling is not good for you, and all of those things. There are people who <laughs> are really, really opposed to this mask thing. What? is your you know what recourse as an employer do you have for somebody who really has become quite difficult about this mask thing well it's actually quite simple Mm -hmm. the regulations say that you won't let them in and you won't pay them Mm. and if they have a dispute Mm -hmm. and there is regulations about the dispute if i can actually Mm, refer you to any employee if any employee has a dispute about access to the workplace and what they have to do They then are obliged to go to the CTMA, which is the Commission for Conciliation, Mediation, Arbitration. They will go there and say they refuse to work. They have justifiable reasons. And they will then go and refer it to the CCMA and argue it in front of the commissioner at the CCMA. The CCMA will then rule on it. Now, there might be some good reasons. Mm. They might say, well, we're not social distancing enough. Mm -hmm. And... So therefore, I'm not going to come back into work. Mm. You would then refer it there, have the dispute, get a ruling, and then the company is obliged to have the ruling. If you have a nonsense reason Mm. why you're not going in because you don't like alcohol in your ass, Mm. well, then why don't you wear gloves and put alcohol on the gloves? There must be a way around this. And unless someone doesn't want to work, there are people who just don't feel like working, (laughs) but then they're going to find they're not going to get paid.
All right, Mike, let's take a quick break and I'll come back to you, Nati, in a short while. Let me take a quick break. I'll be back with more of your questions on 0891 You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, Donald is calling us from Rustenburg. We're in conversation with Mike Bagram and he's a labor law expert. And uh, we take all your questions on 0891 or you can send us a question on WhatsApp 0614 104107. So we'll do that until 2 o'clock. Donald, you're calling us from Rustenburg. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Melo, and the guest. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for calling, Donald. I just want to know, Sister Melo, like, like in my case, during the lockdown period, all of the employees were not at work. But now the employer called some of, or only let's say, few of the employees take to work. What will be the best way to engage the employer to consider everyone or to call everyone back to work? Because now there are few guys who are working at the moment. Okay. So what will be the best way to engage the employer okay. to call everyone back to work? Because now I think we are on stage on level one. Mm. What would be the best way on, on, of engaging? Can I go to CCA what? CCMA? Uh, yeah. Okay, just hold on, Mike. Your your response? Yeah, obviously you can go to the CCMA. In fact, you, it's best if you do have a computer and you can go online and get into the website. And you go into the Department of Employment and Labor website. You go under... CCMA, which is the Commission of Conciliation, Mediation, and Arbitration, and there you bring up a form called LRA 7.11. It's actually quite an easy website to work, and you can fill in that form online, and you can have it served online. Uh, now, I'm a bit old for all that, but the caller sounds much younger than me. You'll be able to get all that right. Otherwise, you can go in in person and speak to an inspector at the CCMA, actually incredibly good uh, people and that they give you advice and they tell you how to do it. Um, also, what I've been recommending to people, and I'm, I'm normally on the other side of the spectrum, I normally represent employers, but I'm actually asking people to join trade unions um, because when it happens to one person, it means it's happening to a whole, to a whole lot, too many. Um, so in this situation where some people are called back and others are left at home, um, the, the best result you would find is by getting a trade union to represent you because they speak on behalf of groups. Uh, lawyers can do that, but they cost. And also, uh, a lawyer is not so good with large groups of people. It's much better with a trade union, especially a recognized, properly registered trade union. Donald, is it something that's possible? Is your radio on, Donald? Let me switch off this button. Oh, Donald. Hello? Yeah. Okay. Listen. Is is it something that that's possible for you? Are you in a, are you in an environment where there are enough of you to go join a trade union, or do you have one already? No. Uh, no. I, I will, maybe I will go in future, but at oh. the moment I don't have. You don't have one. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in my case, the mm-hmm. employer is hiring some of the casual workers, mm-hmm. but permanent workers who were there mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. are not yet called. Maybe six of them. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know. Because if there's no, if the reason is financial reason, why are they hiring some of the new guys mm. to do like part-time work? Yeah. 
problems that are arisen in, in situations like that, but it does sound like the group should get together. That, I mean, even if it's three or four people, mm. um, it's so much cheaper and easier to get hold of a trade union. And the trade unions are desperate for members. They're yes. losing members hand over fist. They're shrinking at a very fast rate. Mm. And one would expect the trade unions now are on a big recruitment drive. So mm. please feel free to find any trade union near you and get Thanks, Donald. um, Donald there in Rustenburg. I'm I'm sure you've been seeing a lot of these cases. I mean, give us another example of what you've been seeing. Before you do that, Mike, let me just quickly get Johan, who's calling us from Woodbank. Hi, Johan. Johan, good afternoon. How are you, ma'am? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. I would like to ask uh, your visitor, uh, I got her injured at work at 2003. And then I submitted my things at a corridor house, a company in Pitora, but I'm still going there now until now. Nobody wants to take responsibility. They said the company, my arm was broken into two pieces, it's got a steel inside. I can't even lift my arm until today. When I go to the lawyers, they tell me it's an old matter. When I get into the labor department, I fell from a, uh, from a five meter high until down. Mm. So then uh, uh, they took me home. And then uh, from there, uh, they paid me one month. The second month, uh, I found out they, they hired someone there in my space from there. I said, but I got it from work. And then from there, they just said, no, I'm useless. They can't use me anymore. It's one of the companies in Pretoria, but it's still sustainable, the company, until today. My left arm can't work properly. I did three operations on my arm my- until today. Yeah, that falls under the compensation fund. And obviously the company must have lodged a report about the fall, well, I hope they did, uh, with the compensation fund. Um, the compensation fund, unfortunately, has been dysfunctional for many years. Um, and in fact, uh, I think they've been on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Mafata from mm-hmm. the compensation fund has tried to explain how they're um, trying to pull it together and come right again. Mm-hmm. Um, they are now, they've got a new system uh, uh Easy, I think it's called. Um, one can actually still try and open this file and see what's going on. I wouldn't leave it. And even though this is 17 years old, 2003 was the accident, that doesn't mean that the claim has gone away, uh, especially if it was actually filed at the time. And someone must have filed it because he went to hospital and had operations. He had two operations. So someone must have been paying for it, and I presume it was the fund. I would go back and and re-register and see if you can get it done again. Again, I'm happy to uh, give this caller my email address, and I will write to Mr. Mufat on his behalf. Okay, I think that's the best way. Find his claim number. Johan, just stay on the line. We'll give you Mike's contact details, and then I think this is definitely worth taking up. Olani, if you can be very quick for me, please, from Durban. Hi. Hi, Pamela. Uh, how, how many days is parental leave for fathers and is it payable by the employer? Okay. Parental leave, Mike, for fathers, new fathers? 
Yes, the new legislation has come in, um, and I don't know the exact number, but it has, it has come in at the moment, and one would go and have a look at the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, the amendments to the Basic Conditions of Employment Act. It does give, I think it gives about 30 days. Um, so I think it's worth having a look at that and, and claiming that from the employer. Most employers, unfortunately, in South Africa have not updated mm. Uh, the the um, letters of appointment and the contracts of employment, but from the beginning of this year, the, that all that new legislation has come in, and so fathers do have parental leave, proper parental leave. <laughs> okay, um, so so I mean, what would be the way to go? To go back to your your human resource um, division? Yes, and go say... back to the employer and say, have you implemented the new changes to the basic conditions of employment act? And how much leave do I actually get? Um, you are entitled once a year to to parental leave, okay. and that parental leave is now coming to force. I think it's twenty days. Okay, a quick voice note for you, Mark. Melo, where I work, you know, I get a lot of people coming to visit without wearing a mask and I always say to them I'm not going to serve you if you're not wearing a mask just recently there was this American lady she came with her children both her children were wearing masks and she was not wearing masks and she was coughing non-stop so I said to her I'm not going to serve you you need to get a mask and I even asked her where is your mask she said she forgot it at at a hotel so we had to provide her with a mask but I was like saying to her I'm not going to serve you same in my community i always say to people if mask. simple as that and with the 70 percent sanitizer that people are complaining about i use it it dries your hand but we have to use it mm, i love that all right that's uh, that's it i think mike can we do this again next week thank you for inviting me Mark, just uh, for those who, who may want to use your services, and uh, just let me just re- reiterate, they're not necessarily free. This is not a free service. Mark, your email. Yeah. My email is michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at bagrams, B-A-G-R-A-I-M-S, dot C-O dot Z-A. If it entails just a quick answer, I don't charge for that. Uh, what I do charge is they actually want me to do something other than a quick answer. So You're thank you for You're allowing me that. Mike Bagram, who is a labor law expert, and he is on bagramattorneys.co.za. Two o'clock. Let's go to Utsi Lasaku for the latest in SABC News.